0: Hey everybody, this is the August 2021 monthly market update. My name is Lane Kooka. I run simplepassacashflow.com Cashflow.com, uh, owner of 6000 units plus, and uh we are going to go and look at what's been happening in the news lately that's going to be impacting investors. If you guys had a chance, type a comment below, say hello. And if we, if you got any questions, I'll be trying to manage the comments and answer any questions you guys have or if you guys have any fun comments. But if you haven't yet, grab my remote investor e-course. So this whole journey I've been on started in 2009 when I bought my first rental. Then in 2012, I started to go invest remotely in Birmingham, Atlanta, and created this e-course because everybody was asking how to do it. And it's all the same questions over and over again. So I created this course and I want to give it away for free. So you can pick it up by shooting me an email at lane at civil and put light in the subject line and we'll get you access to that. This is a story about a dude named Lane. He moved to the mainland and bought one place to stay. And then one day he went and tried to rent them out. And then he became one real investor man. All right, here we go. What's up, Jinhee? Hello, anonymous Facebook. How will inflation impact you? It won't if you're unaware of it. If not, it'll just rub money in your sleep, right? Because if you own a million dollars now, that million dollars is probably going to be losing 5 to 10% of its value every year. It's ultimately your buying power. It doesn't matter how much money you have. It does matter how much the value that it buys. If you guys like this, you can check out the podcast, Simple Passive Cash. It's all about real estate investing for passive real estate investors. And so then there's house flipping, wholesaling, bur stuff. There's more passive investing for folks with good jobs. And it's also on the YouTube channel for those of you guys listening in the podcast. But here we go. We want to start off with a few teaching points that people have been asking the last month and then we'll get into the monthly market up now some people have been saying hey i found some people's pitching me this deal for 12 to 20 percent interest rate and i'm lending money on a house flip and first question i asked is like all right how much experience do these guys have because likely what you're doing is like you're buying crappy paper if you guys are familiar with moody's s&p and credit ratings they they'll rate lenders Right, and in the same way, you could rate the uh, the people you invest with, or a house flipper. And a lot of times, what's happening is you got super newbies who still work their day jobs and are doing this as a side gig. Who you could probably see as F or D people, and giving people really high rates. But unsophisticated investor will just go rate chasing. But a smart investor will want a good rate, but more importantly, to be investing in a person who is experienced and good. So maybe that's a A class paper in this respect or B paper. And, but that might be more of like a five, six percent interest rate that might come in. I got a lot of guys that I know in a mastermind used to be a part of that they can get 5% notes all day long from investors because they have a good long track record and really reliable. It's a people who are brand new that have to pay 15, 20% plus and beyond the where there's a lot of people that will like, like white label, and remarket a certain loan to sell it to unsophisticated investor and create some kind of markup. So, for example, what they'll do is they'll get some brand new house flipper who can't get a loan because they don't have any track record and nobody trusts them. And then they'll go and they'll lend the money to them and they'll flip it around and, and lend money to you. And they'll market it as like a B class type of um, or B kind of uh, paper grade. And maybe you'll invest and get 12%, but then they're charging the other guy 20% on the back end because it's a really bad investment and they're making that big spread. I think this is as an investor, you need to know who you're investing with to make sure that this little middleman thing ain't going on because at the end of the day, you're investing with a complete newbie. And that's fine if that's your investment strategy and you're going after the high risk type of stuff, at least know what you're investing with. And yeah, there's a lot of these types of private money or capital groups doing this type of stuff. And this is all done in the house flipping world, which I don't really a big fan of anyway. So be on the lookout for that. And then also big thing that we do with a lot of clients are taxes, right? You can invest and that's great. Maybe make 10, 20, 30% returns in real estate, which is backed by a hard asset. But for a lot of the high net worth clients, it's really about protecting your income, make two, three, $500 million a year from your taxes. If you guys want to check out my personal taxes, go to com slash tax. But it's like the athletes, they get really hammered here. Ron James, Target Woods, Anthony Davis, Floyd Mayweather. I hope they have, I don't think they have good tax representation, but it's the wealthy guys who make a lot of income, but don't pay too much tax. So be on the smart. You may make under a hundred grand, or you may make under three hundred thousand dollars, but hopefully you pay less than ten or twenty percent taxes. If you've been following my journey, I've been selling my initial real property and transitioning into syndication deals lately for a more purely passive investment strategy. One critical part of my portfolio is the American Home Preservation Fund, or what folks in the who we call AHP for short. George Newberry, once apartment owner, operator, and mentor to me, is now sponsoring the podcast. His private fund, which by the way also accepts non-accredited investors, cuts the middlemen out and allows you to invest directly with him to fight the mortgage crisis in America. Join him by purchasing distressed mortgages while getting a double-digit annual return paid monthly. Find something else better out there? Well, let me know. Feel good knowing that you are helping families stay in their home after buying their underwater note at a huge discount. Invest as little as $100 by going to ahpservicing.com slash investors. And if you want the free Burn Zone book, please send me an email at lane at simplepassivecashflow.com. I like to buy stuff. Well, that's a liability. Alright, so crypto investing here. If you guys don't I, I look I watch a lot of Reddit blogs and stuff like that, and this guy is like this little lizard looking creature is called Anon, I think, and it's supposed to be a representation of some random anomalous person, average Joe. Since this is very typical out there too, another thing to be on the lookout for is somebody who invests crypto and loses their a month of wages and then now they considers themselves a day trader and an expert crypto. I don't claim to know anything about crypto. I do think it's a good thing, but I don't know. I just stick to my own lane, which is investing in real tangible assets. You guys can learn more about simple dot com slash start. Let's get into the monthly report. This was a cool graphic that I found. It outlined the tax strategy or taxes that citizens paid on average in different countries. And the United States is sitting at 24.5%. By the way, if you guys pay more than that, you need to get on the uh, passive investing chain and get away from ordinary income and find a way to do rep status is all I got to say. But these other countries pay 30 to 40%. I guess the the, the takeaway is the United States, we don't pay too much taxes compared to other countries. Now, somebody in one of my groups said, those other countries, they have a lot of entitlement programs, United States is the only one in this group that doesn't have government-subsidized healthcare or, or free healthcare, like how you have in Canada. But maybe that's probably coming at some point, say it's right or wrong. I don't care. It is what it is. But I think my takeaway is like, you know, taxes... Probably gonna go up. The rest of the world does it. America could, pro- could probably bump it up a little bit more and get away with it. So it is even more so to pay attention to your taxes. If you guys need to learn more about that, go to simplepass at slash tax. All right, so what's happening in rents? So apartment lists came up with this graphic saying that so we look at the, the dotted line was the net na- the national median rent pre-pandemic trend which is just a boring cyclical uh, trend that's just going upward. With the whole pandemic, everybody got frozen and some rents pretty much just stayed stagnant. But now what you're starting to see this first two quarters of this 2021 is rents are skyrocketing. Places in Texas are going up high single digit. In a place like Phoenix, it used to be 6%, which is still pretty high for a year. But now it's like getting over double digits there. Different news sources report it differently, but... Rents are going up, folks. If you haven't, if you haven't caught on to this, you're two quarters behind the trend already. And a part of it is, is pent up demand, but this is I think it's good to be a landlord, to be a landlord. John Burns Consulting came up with this cool infographic, I'm talking the rise of sister cities. So what sister cities are is like. Tacoma is to Seattle. Canton, Ohio, is to Cleveland. Stockton is to the East Bay, like Oakland. Bakersfield is to Los Angeles. Tucson is to Phoenix. Colorado Springs is to Denver. Fort Worth is to Dallas. Port Saint Lucie is to Palm Beach. Greensboro is to Durham, and Philadelphia is to New York. And these are just to name a few. But I guess the takeaway from here is this is another trend that's going on: the rise of the great MSA's, where you have mega cities. So um, not to the quite the point where Portland and Seattle are combining all in one, like in Seattle and Tacoma. Sure, it's separated by 20, 30 miles, depending how you get the, the ruler out, but it's becoming one giant MSA and people are clumping together in these metropolitan areas. And I guess what you're from an investor perspective is like typically you can't cash flow in the primary markets and you typically can't cash flow in the main headliner city but where you find cash flow is at sister city and i'm not saying any of these sister cities are good but it's just a you know trend to be on the lookout for especially if you live near one of these cities and you're just unwilling to go outside your local area where you don't have enough money in so there's really not no money no sense to diversify yet. But most accredited investors, they wake up to the fact that you want to be a remote investor investing in the top five markets across the country, as opposed to just staying in your regional area or where you can drive to. And a real Page reports that DFW, Dallas-Fort Worth, leads strong metro demand performance, now including gateway markets, too. So what that means is Dallas-Fort Worth means Quarter to apartment demand, which is net increase in occupied units. So I'm just going to read this from top to the bottom, from the most to the, the bottom of the top 10 list. For Dallas, Fort Worth, Los Angeles, Orange County, Houston, Chicago, South Florida, Washington, D.C., Bay Area, New York, Seattle, Atlanta, Phoenix, and Austin, Texas. What Again, what this is a report of is strong metro level demand forms now including gateway markets too so one one important thing to note here you know these are larger markets i guess austin is small but i don't know if they're including the tertiary markets which are those smaller markets anywhere from a quarter million to a million population and los angeles is number two on here but i wouldn't invest there there's no cash flow so depends on what your investment strategy is Joint Center for Housing Studies of Harvard University. If you guys like graphs and data, man, you need to follow what's Harvard doing these days. Um, they come up with great articles, really thought-provoking in my opinion. They got a lot of like racial stuff on a bad way, but it's just interesting to review what the stuff that they come up with. And so in this article or this graphic, what they're showing is the leading indicator of remodeling activity, second quarter of 2021. What you're seeing here is remodeling activity coming up from the beginning of the pandemic, almost doubling where we are today, where we were. And this rate of change has been steady over time, which makes a lot of sense. A lot of people are remodeling. uh, Stuck at home, make the place that you are a little bit nicer. Makes sense. Adam, these guys follow a lot of lender data. And what here is u.s properties with foreclosure filings in the first six months of 2021 hit an all-time low of 65,000. i guess this makes sense because the rent moratoriums which just got extended by the way i think it's going up to september october they're just continuing to kick the can down the road which i think they'll probably kick the can maybe another month or two beyond that But what's good for a real estate investor is that it's steady right it's just like how it's oh we're gonna raise rates right, it took them like three to six years to finally do it. And it's very slow and gradual over the time. And I think that's good for long-term prudent investors. Again, Joint Center for Housing Studies of Harvard University reports on inventories for homes for sale fell to a record low in early 2020. I I said the Harvard guys come up with really good surveys. I just happened to pick a really obvious one. Yes, supply is at an all-time low, or at an all-time low, but it's really a low, which is why residential prices are hot. And everywhere, country is hot. If your market is not hot, your market has a huge problem going on more than likely. But what makes up prices is not only supply, but demand. I don't know where demand is. We know supply is low, but it's a question mark on demand. So what I mean by that is, is demand higher or lower than what it was. Now, people with money right now, your white collared folks have a lot of pent up savings are are going good for a lot of people because they can't spend. I guess they're starting to spend it by going on vacations and that type of stuff. A lot of the data says a lot of families on the higher end, middle class and above, have a lot of money, in, which makes sense why they're buying houses due to the, also the low interest rates. But I don't know, it's hard to measure demand. Supply is easy to measure because that's just days on market and how many houses are on. And so this is a a graph of existing supply of homes. Again, the supply, which we showed on the previous graph, is going down. But this is a graph of overlaid on top of it is year-over-year changes in prices, which definitely shot up starting last year. Right now, they're showing it over 12% per year, which is really crazy. Normal historical price increases just goes up with the pace of inflation. And typically, they teach you in grade school where you're supposed to nod your head and just accept everything that's in the book. is supposed to be 3%. But... A lot of us that are listening right now know that's a bunch of nonsense, and it's probably a lot higher than that because a lot of the, the money that's in the stock market or pumped into the system is finding their way into the stock market, which is why prices, are, I think, artificially inflated and why I don't invest in stocks. But as Facebook user says here, how inflation will impact us, it's just going to devalue the amount of money that you have. And people who, who have a lot of debt, especially good debt, are going to be the beneficiaries of this And they think this is why a big motivation of what I do is what I do is because so many people have this completely wrong, right? They want to pay off their debt and their mortgage and have it all paid, which I think is silly. Like if a lot of people have maybe a million dollars of equity in their house by the time they reach the golden years, if they took that money and put it into something like AHP making eight to 10% a year, they'd be able to pay for two or three kid grandchildren's college like that hundred thousand dollars passive income but they choose to just keep it locked up in their house yeah com slash research slash category had this cool infographic that i have up on the screen now where essentially rents are rising quickly everybody signal captain obvious once again that's the second point for cap the the way that i invest is primarily on the big drivers which is economic growth and population growth and here is the population growth of from a state level, of course, you always want to dive in on the MSA, and then dive in another layer of the submarket. But from a high level, state level, you know, the big movers in terms of population are a lot of it on is Texas at plus sixteen percent, Utah plus eighteen percent, Colorado plus fifteen percent, Nevada plus fifteen percent, Idaho, Washington, Oregon, all double digits. North Dakota. I mean, just throw that out. Nobody wants to live in North Dakota, and there's only like ten people living there anyway. So that went up sixteen percent. So there's twelve people there now. That's a joke. But like a lot of these places, like Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, multiple double-digit population growth. Where a lot of these are have been like low single digits, especially up in the Northeast. I don't know what's going on there. The places that have remained the same or no growth is Mississippi. At zero percent Illinois at zero percent I think everybody knows about the troubles that Illinois Hawaii I was sorry I I just had a kid a couple months ago I thought that was Wyoming but I knew Wyoming wasn't there that is West Virginia actually went down three percent down there Hawaii has gone up by seven but yeah this is just one way of looking at your investments investing on the trends where the population is growing up because that's what drives housing values and and demand for rents. If you guys like this, check out our accredited investor group, the family office on a mastermind. Currently about 75 plus members and credit only, pure passive investors only. If you're broke, don't join us. If you're interested in learning more about syndication deals, who to invest with, more importantly, who to stay away from, taxes, legal, and getting to know other people on a personal level, because a lot of us are on this move from a million to $10 million net worth. So, you know, getting the simple passive cash flow is easy, that whole journey, but it's all about who you take the journey with and getting the best practices for more of the soft skills and the soft tactics on how do you build your family system and surround yourself with the right people. If you guys are non-accredited investors, what I would recommend is checking out the incubator, simplepassivecashflow.com slash incubator, pick up your first remote rental. But now we're at the end. If you guys have any questions, people pop it into the show notes, but I'm going to go into my personal side of the story where I just talk a little bit about what I've been doing personally. Themed through Tony Robbins, six personal, six human needs. The first one is growth. This has been my life last month. I just change a lot of diapers and I don't get much sleep. Now I not totally understand why only a third of the investors are under the age of say 30, right? These are the guys who make $150,000 straight from college in their engineering jobs and or they're the max out your 401k guys. But most of the people are older than the age of 36, 40 years old, million, million and a half dollars. And they have kids that are maybe five to six years or greater. People who have kids from zero to six, that is what I New before as the Bermuda Triangle for anything in terms of even passive investing, let alone active investing. Now I know why. It sucks. Yeah, it's rewarding too at the same time. But yeah, it definitely is a time suck and energy suck. And it's hard, definitely hard to spend the time to read anything. If you guys are that are younger than the age of kids, get your passive income now. Get that stuff set up. I was lucky by getting this all set up because I don't know how I could do it now. And enjoy your time out. The second thing is how does a contribution back to society and the community? There's a lot of people out there and you guys follow the 40, 40, 40 plan, which is work 40 hours per week. Do that 40 years, retire on 40% of what you struggle to all of your life with. And that's uh the job on uh, just over broke or juggling our bills or jail operating business. In my opinion, your life doesn't really start until you stop trading your time for dollars. So put screwing around, putting your money to your passive investments so you can get out of that nine to five day job. Sure, you might like it, but probably would want to do it a lot less. So jump on the simple cash flow bandwagon and let's have some fun. Uh, a little bit of significance here. I am actually wrote a book, folks, and this isn't going to come out until a couple of months later, I think, because the one thing that is slowing me down here is I have to read it. Uh, right now, I'm doing... I have it right here. I am reading it. And I'm going it through it very slowly because I don't have very much time these days in making the audiobook because all you guys are too busy to read anything. Who reads things these days? I mean, who actually has time? Unless you're on vacation or something like that, which rarely, when does that happen? But if you guys... Want to get a copy of my uh, book electronically, and you want to give me uh, help me out with a review? I'll buy you guys a book when it does come out, but I'd appreciate that. Shoot me an email, at Lane at SimplePassiveCashflow dot You guys can read it with me before everybody else gets a chance. Some things that everybody needs a little uncertainty in their life. If not, you know, right now my life is kind of certain, and we do the same thing every day because I have an eight week year old, and I'm not allowed to leave my house. If not, I'll catch COVID or some other ailment and kill my daughter. And I don't want that to happen. I am very aware that uncertainty is the spice of life. And without it, you don't need too much of it, but it helps counteract certainty in your life. So one of the ways I've gotten a little uncertainty is we had a fire on one of our developments. You can't see it too much, but on the bottom left here, supposedly the story that we're going with too, is that there was a lightning strike and it started a fire and it burnt down that whole building. Good thing we have insurance and $2,500 deductible. We'll get it wrapped up. We're actually ahead of schedule, so it won't be a too big of a deal. That's why you have insurance. But, you know, that's got me a little excited on a Sunday afternoon, a little bit. Uh, but overall, certainty, right? Things are being built. The value is there. If you see on the upper left-hand corner, that's a big read we're competing against. They're going to kick their butt in terms of schedule. They actually started, I think, half a year earlier than us. And we're already beating them right now in terms of construction. But our product is a lot nicer, too. But anyway, deals are cash flowing for the most part. And heads in beds, occupancy is very stable. Rents are going up. Life is pretty good. That's why you live the simple passive casual life. Unfortunately, I can't see all you guys. And I think a lot of you guys are, especially in the family office group or going around the country, meeting each other, having fun. I feel definitely a little bit of FOMO. I feel like I'm missing out a lot, but I am planning the 2022 retreat. So this is gonna take place January 14th to 17th in Oahu. And one thing I did, was I hired an event planner because I'm not going to be coordinating all the little uh, excursions by myself anymore. I didn't go crazy doing it. I'm a pretty good wizard at the old Google document and like coordinating that type of stuff. But this year, if you guys haven't been on the pre-survey, please go to com slash 2022 retreat and please fill that out because um, that's going to help me plan it even better. And that's going to get you guys on the pre... You're going to get access to buy your tickets a lot sooner than everybody else and probably at a cheaper price, that's for sure. What I learned by doing that survey is a lot of you guys are, are pretty jazzed about coming to Hawaii, maybe because you guys are stuck at home for an entire year 2020. And it's going to be pretty big event. I'm thinking 80 to 100 people at the very least. And I think we're going to cap it at that number. It's not going to be like a stupid conference with a bunch of speakers. I'm going to be teaching about taking money out of your 401k, investing in deals, other soft topics that I know a lot of you guys like in the family office group. But it's going to be more predominantly put on building relationships with other peer passive accredited investors. Because in my opinion, that's really the only way to find you know, your way in this world. Family office clients are going to get first access to it, but then it's at, at some point we're going to be going out to the bigger simple passive cash flow community. Uh, obviously accredited uh, investors are going to get first access first, but I hired an event planner. So that's fun. And it got me really excited because they, apparently they, they know what they're doing and a lot more. They, they know this a lot more than I do. Go figure. And they do that for this for a living some fun things i found for doodads i found amazon delivers stuff from whole foods i don't have to pay a delivery fee if you guys haven't found this is a big time saving i think the bad thing is you can't get the sale items but i don't like the sale stuff to me i don't like the tricks and games about sale items i don't really care but there's a huge convenience i don't have to pay a convenience fee or delivery fee so if you haven't checked that out check that out and that's it. Unless anybody has any questions, we'll see you guys next time. Bye. This website offers very general information concerning real estate for investment purposes. Every investor situation is unique. Always seek the services of licensed third-party appraisers and inspectors to verify the value and condition of any property you intend to purchase. Use the services of professional title and escrow companies, and license tax, investment, and or legal advisor before relying on any information contained herein. Information is not guaranteed, as in every investment there is risk. The content found here is just my opinion, and things change, and I reserve the right to change my mind. Above all else, do your own analysis and think for yourself, because in the end, you are the only person who is going to look out for your best interests.